having a professional updated website definitely can help grow your business. And once you have a website, you also have search engine optimization, which enables you to get ranked on Google. So you'll have random people that you have never met, never talked to or anything. They're going to show up or that are going to contact you to work with you because they saw your website and it was indexed by Google. Hi, I'm Adrian M. White, and with over a decade of entrepreneurship experience and launching four successful businesses, I know what it takes to grow your business online and live a more purpose-filled life doing the work that you most enjoy. Branding Invert is your go-to resource for branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice for service-based business owners looking to scale their business to six figures a year. This is the Brand and Convert with Adrian M. White podcast. Welcome. We're here for live business Q&A launch hour. I hope you guys are doing well. Happy Friday. It is the last Friday in the month of March. We're newly into spring. You know, I'm just waiting for this weather to change or to turn over, but we're entering April and with this new spring you know, with the season that's changing, with the month that's changing, it's important to think about how those things impact your business and impact your marketing. Do you have a Q2 marketing plan that you are thinking about or anything, you know, new you may be thinking about implementing for next month? Those are always things to kind of consider. If you do your finances or accounting where you actually are doing like a Q1 roundup, it's a great time. Think about the amount of sales that you may have gotten over the last quarter. So Q1, you know, it's always really helpful to do a breakout of the sales that you got for each month and then also your end of quarter sales. Think about that when you're thinking about you know, just reviewing what you did, what you did first quarter that maybe you could do differently for second quarter. It's just a really great time to think about all of that different stuff. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today, I had a question that came in over the week that I promised that I would address. So the question is, what are five marketing strategies to use to promote luxury experiences through group travel for Black women. So the first thing that I'm going to say to that is make sure that you are getting in front of the right audience. And when I say that, the reason that I'm saying that, the reason why I'm starting that is because when you are thinking about how you're going to market to a particular group, you also want to make sure that you are in front of that audience. Like, is that group even following you? So if that group is not following you, this is a really, really good time to get engaged with people that fall in that group. So on Instagram, you can do your sales prospecting where you follow accounts and people that are already doing travel or talking about travel using hashtags of travel, follow them so that you can get them to follow your account. So you know, when you're posting that you are getting in front of the people that actually fall in that demographic. Cause getting in front of the right audience is half the battle. So make sure that you get that um, going before you even start. So, you know, definitely engaging people in accounts that fall under 
you know, that market. Let's go into the five strategies that I would recommend to market to that group. So the first strategy that I would recommend is offering some type of free offer for them to get engaged or get more information about what you do. So that could be in the form of a, a free guide. Maybe it's a checklist, like a travel checklist, essentials for that. You could think about if you want to kind of target people that are already thinking of organizing group trips, and then in you're saying like you can organize it instead of them, then you can give them helpful information on how to organize a trip or things like that. You can also do like informational sessions on some of the upcoming trips that you already have planned. You could do, if you're an in-person person, you could offer or host like a networking happy hour for people that like to travel in your area. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do, but that's why I said it's important to make sure that people you're following are in your target market because it's not going to do anything if you are advertising these things to the wrong market. So make sure that you have that all in place. So I think I gave at least three ideas. Another thing that you can do is tap into some other travel groups and really figure out what are people interested in? What's the incentive to even like work with you or travel with you? Is it just for the experience? Are you offering, you know, something that's like really going to be special and different just by your experience with that? So think about what the experience is. Try and recreate that experience online, you know, so show if a part of your group travel is there's always like a cultural part of it or something like really recreate that. Use your photography. Sorry, something in my eye, but use your photography, use videos and things from past trips to really recreate that experience. And you're going to attract more people. And then it's all about engaging them and having something really informational, important to get them in there. So you just have to think about what makes you different and really highlight those differentiators and really just push those different differentiators to bring people in. So those are my suggestions. Great question. We got another question. I just launched a new wedding finance service. What do you suggest to begin marketing this service? So a service like this, this is prime real estate for ads like wedding financing service, you could organically try and talk about it, but it would be much easier to do some paid advertising to this. Look into first, who are your competitors? Who else is offering something similar into the market? And then see how they're advertising. So I would go on Google. Once you have the names of some of the competitors, I would go and see how they're positioning themselves and how they're advertising themselves. And I would recommend running Google ads. You can consider running Facebook ads for it. But I definitely, I definitely would recommend with ads because just like financing, there's definitely like competition out there. But it's also something that people are looking for, but it's not necessarily something that organically, like if you're posting it in different groups or you're positioning yourself and your value. What I typically recommend for service-based business owners and 
personal brands is to position yourself and advertise yourself. And then you can use that to position your products and services, but financing in specific, like creating loans and doing things like that, positioning yourself might not make that big of a difference. So I would definitely recommend doing ads. If you're doing Google ads, you could potentially do ads. So like if someone sees another financing company's ad, they also will see your ad. You can make sure that that happens. On Facebook, you can kind of look into the groups and the pages that people follow. So if someone is following a group or a page that does financing or wedding financing, you can run ads specifically to those people that are following that page. But I definitely recommend ads for that type of marketing. This week, so I love to recap kind of like what has been going on over the past week. And this past week, I did a live workshop. It was called Five Strategies to Upgrade Your Online Presence and Earn Consistent Five-Figure Months. It's a live workshop for service-based business owners and personal brands. And I'll share just a couple strategies that I shared in that with you guys today. One of the strategies that I shared was the cohesiveness strategy. The cohesiveness strategy is basically saying that your online presence should look cohesive. And when we're saying cohesive, this is talking specifically about your branding. As you can see right now, so I'm in my office, aka my studio, and you see the green background, you see the orange pictures, oranges and browns and white and black because I'm wearing AMW apparel shirt. But all of these colors are part of my brand color scheme. So when you see me online, I'm cohesive. I'm wearing my brand brand colors. I am in my office that looks like this. All of this is part of the aesthetic and it keeps your brand and your online presence looking cohesive. So you always want to think about what are you doing to brand your company and you want to make sure that you're sticking to those brand standards. So what that means is you should have a brand style guide. You should have color combinations that are color scheme that you are adhering to, that you're following. You should have um, fonts, specific fonts that you use. I love to do something called pattern and texture. A pattern is like a wallpaper for your brand. It's a repeatable design. So maybe you have a pattern that you're using on your social media images. It's on your website. It's in your email. Think about that when you're thinking about how are you positioning yourself online? How are you coming off online? You want to make sure that your online appearance is cohesive because it makes you look more professional. The next strategy that I have or that I'm going to share with you guys is the professionalism strategy. So the professionalism strategy is saying that you need a professional updated website if you want to come across as really, really together, come across as, you know, obviously professional, having a website is really important. So one of the reasons that I recommend for everybody to have a website is because you control the narrative there. When you are trying to market yourself or market a business, let's say you meet people out and about outside of your house, <laughs> whatever. So you're networking and you're meeting people outside of your house. When you're doing that, 
you know, what are you telling them? So you're telling them about your products and services, and then you're telling them like, you're saying, contact me. So email me and you can learn more. But yeah, okay. So the first thing that people are going to go to when you give them your business card, especially if they're interested in working with you, but they don't know that much about you, is they're going to look you up. So when they look you up, you know, what links come up? If they were to Google your name or your company name, what links come up? They probably will see the links to all your social media pages. They may see any media or articles that you're in. But if you don't have a lot of that stuff, your website is the primary place where they can learn more about you. You can establish your credibility, excuse me, as an industry expert. You will have all of your services and everything outlined. You have the link for them to book a call with you if that's how you intake new clients. You know, so it you control the narrative. You are putting what you're about is all about. You're not letting them find out, try and piece it together from social media. And you also come across as more professional because having a website in general is professional, especially if it looks really good. Having a professional updated website definitely can help grow your business. And once you have a website, you also have search engine optimization, which enables you to get ranked on Google. So you'll have random people that you have never met, never talked to or anything. They're going to show up or that are going to contact you to work with you because they saw your website and it was indexed by Google. So always make sure you have a website. We have a question that came in from Instagram. So it says, how much should we budget for a good website when launching a new business? Great question. I'm sure you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to quickly pop in to let you know about how you can grow your service-based business to six figures a year today by learning how to better market it online. Join my exclusive membership community, Marketing Maintenance, for as little as $49 a month and learn how to develop and implement effective online marketing strategies that bring in more leads while also keeping your WordPress website protected and up to date. This program includes website updates, site maintenance, monthly marketing trainings, one-on-one marketing strategy meetings, and marketing deliverable creation. Join today at marketingandmaintenance.com. Great question. I'm going to go off of my prices to start. And my prices were actually based off of competitive research. So I researched 20 to 30 different local web design companies that offered branding, offered similar things that my company offered. I am going to say as a small business, you should invest three to 5000 for a professional website. There are ways that you can do this for cheaper, especially if you do it yourself. But if you are not doing it yourself and you want a website that you're going to be able to one, okay, so let me tell you what this website should include or whatever for that three to $5,000. The website should one, be custom designed. So this is based off of you, your business. You know, it's not like some template. It's custom design from scratch. Should be custom design. Should include the copywriting on there. So they work with you and write your entire site. Should include search engine optimization so that this website is properly being indexed by Google. 
should include email marketing integration. Most of the time you want to have like an email marketing system like MailChimp, Active Campaign, Constant Contact, and you want to make sure your website has an integration to that that is smooth, is just like a really smooth process for somebody to subscribe to your emails. Three to 5,000 is a good amount to budget or you know, and while I say that, so a lot of times, a lot of small businesses, they don't have that amount starting off as a business, but you really want to consider like, what are things that you're going to invest in? Because usually the more that you invest in your business, the more return that you will get. For example, you could pay $500, get a website designed from Fiverr, but is it going to have all those things that I said? Is it going to be custom design? Is it going to include really good copy? Because copy is so important. The copy is like really what seals the deal or whatever. When someone's writing, it's what leads them to actually sign up with you. So is it going to include that? If your budget is smaller than that, just make sure that either you need to be really good at those steps that I said. So you need to like be really clear on what type of site you're looking for. You need to be really, you know, maybe you need to do your own copywriting and, you know, I hope you'd be a good writer if you're doing that. You might have to teach yourself about search engine optimization. It's important to invest in your company. And that just made me think about, so when I'm talking about investing in your company, a lot of new businesses, obviously we don't have a lot of money to invest in the beginning. You may have hardly anything to invest. Maybe you don't have much of a savings or anything like that. If you are in those scenarios, but you do have like a legitimate business idea that is going to be lucrative, here are my top two suggestions on how to get funding for your business. The first one is working capital loan. There's different payment providers, PayPal, Stripe, I think Square might have one too. And whatever is the payment provider that you're going to be receiving the majority of your payments, once you have a little bit of payment history with them, you can request a working capital loan where they give you a sum of money and the way that you pay it back, they take a little percentage of each transaction. You can consider getting a working capital loan and the working capital loans could be anywhere from like $1,000 all the way up to like $20,000. I just got an offer for like $20,000 working capital loan. So consider, you know, working capital loan. I don't think it, it doesn't, they don't check your personal credit. It doesn't go to your business credit and you're able to go and do it and get some money to invest in your website, branding and website. Someone asked, what is a working capital loan resource? You have to go to the payment provider. The payment providers that I know for sure do it are PayPal and Stripe. If you don't have an pay online payment provider yet, go to one of those sites, sign up as a business for one of those sites, and then you'll automatically be eligible. And so then you can just search like working capital loans for them and requests to be considered for a working capital loan. And after like some payment history, you actually will just be invited to get a working capital loan. The other way that you can get money for your business is by business credit cards. And we all know about credit cards. We all know that balances can add up, interest can add up and things like that. But 
If you get a credit card under your business, it actually does not impact your personal credit, it impacts your business credit. If you, again, have a good business concept, you could get a business credit card for whatever amount. They also have offered, you might not have to pay for the first 12 months or no interest is accruing and stuff. So look at the different offers because there's a lot of different offers, but definitely consider a business credit card. When I first went full-time with my business, I didn't really have like much money to invest in the business, but I was able to get a business credit card for like $7,000. A couple months later, there was a business coach that I wanted to hire and the cost was almost exactly $7,000. And because I knew she was a multimillionaire Black entrepreneur, Black female entrepreneur, because I knew that like I was going to get a result from her sooner rather than later, and I was going to get a couple clients that would be able to pay that off. I invested in that, and I put it on the credit card, just being honest. But I did, because it was I was new in the business, yeah, because I was doing that, I was able to pay off that credit card balance. And I didn't regret it because it was a good investment for my business. So don't be scared to invest in your business because a lot of times it really, it just really pays off. When you're like kind of cheap with your business, sometimes you get a cheap return. So if you're cheap with designing your website and it doesn't look that professional, or you have a lot of backend issues, or it's not um, indexed properly by search engines, you may get less clients. You may get clients that are not willing to pay you bigger dollars, like 3000 4000 5000 or more to work with you. You may get the people that want to pay you $500 or $1,000. So consider investing in your business, in even in, in, in your personal development as well, because sometimes the business coaching is personal development. Okay, so we got a question. What are the pros and cons of having an LLC versus an S Corp? So this is a great question. I, You're a lawyer. I'm not. So I, I don't know all the lawyer stuff with it and all the legal parts of it. But what I've heard about pros and cons, the pro of having an LLC versus an S Corp is that you don't have to pay yourself an official salary. If you have an escort, you're going to have to establish salaries for whoever are your employees. So let's say it's just you um, and everybody else are contractors. For you to get paid, you're going to really have to set up some type of salary. So if your income from the business is not really very predictable, it's all over the place, and you don't even know if you'll have enough to cover any type of even basic salary for yourself, then an LLC might be best route to go. S-Corp, I heard that the tax liability is less when you have an S-Corp. So if your business is making more money, an S-Corp is going to be a better foundation uh, and you might may be able to pay less in taxes having an S-Corp versus an LLC. Those are the main things that I hear about it. If you guys have, if anybody else knows any pros and cons, feel free to put it in the comments, okay? I just wanted to announce, I've been mentioning this for a while. I AMW apparel, so I'm wearing AMW apparel right now, but I have a lot of different other shirts and sweatshirts and things, but our summer spring line is coming out next week. I have new t-shirts, 
new tank tops. That might be it. But I have new designs. I have new colors that are more fresh and fun for the summer and stuff. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you follow me on IG, Brands with AMW, because the announcement will go there. It will also go out on my Facebook pages. Make sure you stay tuned. All right. So we are done for today. I appreciate you guys tuning in. You can catch the recordings of this on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And feel free, comment with any questions and I'll make sure it gets addressed next week. See you later. Thanks for tuning in. You made it to the end. We have more amazing episodes coming up just like this one on the Brand and Convert with Adrian and White podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at brandwithamw and learn more about working with me at brandwithamw.com. People always ask me how I scaled my business to six figures per year and now work full-time in my purpose. After a decade of being an entrepreneur and launching four successful businesses, I know what it takes to get your service-based business to six figures per year quickly. Start booking higher paying clients, automating your processes, and clarifying your messaging in my free training, five strategies my clients are using to develop brands, websites, and processes that grow six-figure businesses. Secure your seat today at training.brandwithamw.com. See you there.